0: I'm on the You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. Well, that was quite a thriller we witnessed last
1: Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles, California, as the Arizona State Sun Devils presented Herm Edwards with his first road victory as ASU head coach, a 38-35 conquest of the USC Trojans. Now the Devils will try to build on the momentum generated from that good win as they get set to host the Red Hot and Pac-12 South Division leading Utah Utes this Saturday afternoon in Arizona State's annual homecoming game. Join us over the next hour as we reflect back on the Sun Devils' big win at USC and look ahead to Saturday's encounter with Utah as we welcome you all aboard with Herm Edwards presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Arizona State football, With me, first-year ASU head coach Herm Edwards, and Herm and I join you every Thursday night at this time during the college football season to get you all in and all aboard with Sun Devil Football. Our new home for the ASU football coaches show this season, the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen located on First and Farmer near downtown Tempe, Arizona. I'll tell you what, the Lodge has been a spectacular venue for the show this year, and we invite all of you to come on down and join in the fun. Great food and drink, all kinds of sports on television. I see a college football game, Raiders, Niners, Bucks, Celtics, and the NBA. They're all on the tube. Lots of great Sun Devil fans and good ASU football conversations all available to you every Thursday night here at the Lodge. We have a lot of great guests tonight. Show on tonight's show. Joining us this evening, three members of the Sun Devil defensive line, Jalen Bates, George Lee, and Shannon Foreman are in the house, as well as the gentleman who coaches those fellas, first-year ASU defensive line coach Sean Nuah Should be a fun evening. What do you say we
0: started as we get to the first quarter of tonight's show? Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, first quarter. Time now to welcome in Head Coach Herm Edwards. Herm, good to see you. Good to be here,
1: and uh, beside the win, how was the World Series? That's even more important. I was just going to say, Coach, I want to thank you for perhaps one of the three best weekends of my entire life. Uh, Friday night, Sean, uh, Sean Cressman, our engineer, and I... I'm 67 years old, I'm going to let it be known, and that was my first ever World Series game in person, and it only happened to be the longest World Series game in the history of the World Series, and Sean and I hung in there for 14 innings and 6 hours, but uh, Sean was on 21 hours no sleep, had to get up at 5 a.m. the next morning to go to the Coliseum and get our uh, radio toys ready for the broadcast so uh we did not see the conclusion of the game but we saw six hours of it and it was pretty (laughs) doggone spectacular
2: well it was and and
1: and your and your win on saturday kind of capped off the weekend pretty nicely
2: well it was fun and anytime you can go down there and beat a team that has won 19 games in a row at home it says a lot in the testament of uh, the our, our football team and our coaching staff they did a great job of preparing them to play and the players did a fantastic job. It, it got a little dicey there at the end. Yes, it um, did. But um, that's, how, you know, that's how we play, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're in those never, kind of games all the, never the time. Never a dull right? moment type we're, thing. We're a good television watch, that's for sure.
1: Boy, that is for darn sure. I was going to ask you what aspects of your team's play please you most. I'll tell you the thing that's besides the great individual plays that we'll talk about in a few minutes, the one thing that impressed me, uh, I've always thought it's really hard when a team loses a lead in a yeah. game to regain that momentum. You saw a 24-7 lead morph into a 28-24 USC lead by midway through the third quarter, and yet, thanks to a big play by Nikhil and just good play by your team, you were able to get that momentum back.
2: You make a great point, and uh, the momentum changed. after, Probably after the first quarter, uh, before the half ended, uh, they put some points on the board, and they got the ball again in, in the second in the second half, and we're able to score, and then we fumbled, and they get the ball back. Right. Uh, but uh, to our players' credit and our, our coaching staff, no one panicked. I mean, that's one thing that I can say, I think, about this football team is that um, we stay you – now, we emotionally, we get up and down, but, but we don't panic. We, we just continue to play, and, and I think if you play hard with that mindset – um, good things will happen. And sure enough, some good things happen to kill with the big punt return. And I, and I thought after that then the the big play was the fourth down stop. That was huge. Right. I mean, that was one of those if they kick it, they tie it. They're on the 20-yard line, 19-yard yeah. line. Uh, they don't make it. And then from there we get the ball and take some time off. At that point it was about 10 minutes left in the fourth yes. quarter. And um, we get the ball back. We take some time off. Got cap of the punt. And then the next series, defense holds them again and they mm-hmm. punt. And then we get the ball back with – Five minutes left, or something like that, and I can remember going over there when it's third and one, and telling the offense, "Well, look, just in the game now." it's so uh, Similar to Michigan, but you know, Michigan uh, State's Michigan State game, game yeah. uh, but we had to kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. This was okay. Let's win and, and and probably should have told Manny at that point or whoever. N- did I expect somebody to run forty-five yards for a touchdown? To yeah. The quarterback, no. So yeah. it's third and one, you know, and, and when he makes the first down, I'm on the sideline and I'm going. Somebody tackle him. (laughs) Don't score. Uh (laughs) And he scores, and then it becomes, here we go again. You know, but uh, it was a great win for our our football team. You know, the sad
1: sad thing, I mean, and and all that is absolutely correct about uh, Manny's run, but it was a great moment for him and a well-deserved moment for him. And what a great play call by Coach Likens because I think the entire building, you've run Eno Benjamin all day. He's running for 185 yards. You know, I said on the air, you're one yard away from winning the football game, and Eno's gotten 185 of them. He'll get you one more. But that that play fake, it was brilliant. And the play reminded me a lot of John Riggins' uh, touchdown run in the Super Bowl for the Redskins in 83, (laughs) fourth and one. Everybody in the stadium knows what's coming, and they still pulled it off, and and Rigo ran 43 for a touchdown. Uh, No,
2: you're right. And, um, you know, it's amazing um, when you win a game like that, um, the the confidence that you gain as a football team. Now, with that being said, we're playing a team that actually beat USC as well in in Utah. and, Mm -hmm. And they're a big, powerful bunch. Um, Very good defense, stingy defense. And this could be one of those games and we're going to have to play really good defense that it it could be similar to Michigan State game. And I I hope it kind of becomes that kind of game where it's just kind of close, you Mm -hmm. know, a score, whatever it may be, and it gets into the fourth quarter. And when that happens, then, you know, your big-time players have to make plays to win those games.
1: My Our good friend, uh, Joe Bugle, former uh, Cardinals head coach and uh, longtime offensive line coach of the Washington Redskins, he had a great phrase. He called those kind of games slobber knockers. Oh, and I think that's the kind of game you're hoping it might become on Saturday. I, I kind of
2: enjoy those. I've been in those my my whole life and in, in that other that other, that other professional league that I that I was <laughs> that involved league, in, you, know, yeah. you just got to look at those kind of games, and, and you're calm. You just sit there and say, okay, we're good. Yep. And college football, a little bit different, because it's high-scoring affairs generally. Yep. But um, it could be that way Saturday. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's always been said that teams need their best players to come up big in the biggest games, and I thought Saturday's game was a perfect example of that when you look on offense at Nikhil Manny, and Eno, and what they did for you. Let's let's get to Nikhil first of all. The the, the fourth quarter catch, uh, the Odell Beckham Jr. lookalike catch. Uh, what was your take on that? Where does that rank? It, it doesn't
2: surprise me. It seems like uh, he do, you know he, he mimics what he does in practice. And you know any any player that understands uh, the ability to uh, to play good during the game, it's all about your preparation. Uh, because then when you step I always say when you step into the ball yard, it just, it's, it's, it's instincts is, it's what you do. And we've seen him do that in practice. And I tell you what, when you're talking about it, it made the, what, the top, the, the top player, the top 10. And uh, at the worldwide leader, I wonder how that happened.
1: Yeah, but it, it did. <laughs> <laughs> you you so, have some connections there, right? Just a few.
2: Yeah. And Matthew Berry being there too. So uh, that, that, that doesn't hurt team, either. Right?
1: So that doesn't It all hurt. worked out, but
2: it was a fabulous catcher. Nice throw. And, um, that's what he does, along with the big punt return. I mean, two big plays yeah. by him, but really three. I mean, the first touchdown pass was nice by Manning. We caught him in a casino blitz where they send everybody, nobody's in he the middle. He
1: showed great patience in he the pocket, and, and we
2: moved him into the slot, mm-hmm. you know, last week. And I told him, I said, we'll put you in the slot a little bit more to get you some matchups
1: that we like. And lo and behold, it, it helped us. Let me tell you, the best line I heard all week, Coach, uh, I was talking to, we were doing a piece on the pregame show Saturday uh, on Nikhil's two plays and what everybody thought of them. But uh, I, I asked Eno Benjamin. Uh, I said, Eno, did you think of OBJ when uh, Nikhil made that catch? And you know what Eno said to me? He looked at me in the eye and he said, No, I thought of Nikhil Harry when he made that catch. That's exactly and right. That, that, that's kind of summed it up. Yeah,
2: that's that's true. It's a true statement. And, and here again, you mentioned Eno and, and the marvelous, uh, the runs that he made. I yeah. mean, you know, it starts with our offensive line, and we had those that the group in before. But um, I think. A lot of people didn't know who Eno Benjamin was going was gonna to be coming into the season, right? I mean, he didn't play a lot last year. Yeah. And I tell you what, he has really answered the call as far as being the every day, every down running back. It's good for him.
1: The number seven rusher in the nation, Eno Benjamin, 938 yards. In fact, uh, we're going to see two of the top seven running backs in college football. On Saturday, because Zach Moss of Utah is ranked sixth in the nation in rushing, and both those young men have a good chance to go over the 1,000-yard mark in this game on Saturday they afternoon. They
2: do, and, and you mentioned Moss, a very powerful guy, a north-south runner, uh, runs behind his pads, um, makes a lot of yards after contact. I mean, we're going to have to – we need more than one player to tackle him now. He yeah. is uh, – I call him a clavicle buster. You know, That's he, a good job. man. Yeah. Boy, they, what? You can't make business decisions trying to tackle him. You got to go <laughs> tackling now. You got to yeah. want to do
1: that. Yep. Is it too simplistic to say the difference is Moss will try to run you over and Eno is going to try to evade you with? I'm going to call him the spin doctor. I've never seen a guy with the spin move as in football as good as Eno Benjamin.
2: Yeah, and he's a little bit different in that sense um, because he will uh, use his athleticism to to make you miss. But but he. He gains yards after the first contact as well, and all great backs do that. I mean, mm-hmm. how many yards do you make after the first contact? And then yeah. Both of them have the ability to do that. One is more powerful because he's a bigger man, and Eno probably a little more nifty.
1: Yeah. Here's a note on uh, Eno that I found interesting to discover this today. If he averages 73 rush yards per game over the last four games of the season— Eno will become ASU's all-time leading single-season rusher in the Pac-12 era. The most most yards uh, gained by a Sun Devil in the Pac-12 era. Ryan Terrain in 2006 rushed for just under 1,300 yards, and Eno has a very good opportunity to catch him.
2: Well, and the one thing we do know, we're going to run the ball. (laughs) We're going to run it. He's going to get his chances. He's going to get an opportunity, and it, it all starts with the offensive line. Uh, it, 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 it's a good unit of players that have done a nice job. And I think it's it's really brought balance to our offense. And, and you need balance. And I said that when I first took the job. I said, you know, you, you throw the score, but you run the football you run to, win. to win. And uh, if we can continue to build on that going down the road, uh, you know, as this thing continues to go this season as well as in the future, uh, we have to be able to run the ball.
1: I was interested to see Coach Christensen, did some more mixing and matching in the O-line. Casey Tucker slides back to left tackle. Alex Lasoya comes over to left guard. Zach Robertson, who had been doing a nice job at left tackle and at right guard, and you rush for 289 yards against the Trojans.
2: And, and that's one thing about our offensive line. Um, they're multidimensional. And that's hard to say about offensive linemen, but they are. They can they, they, they can play numerous positions there, which helps us in the fact that we can move guys around according to the team that we're playing and the type of run schemes that, that we're going to insert uh, that weekend for
1: our offense. So, Herm, how did you size up the defense's play overall at USC? Well,
2: for the most part, I thought they played pretty consistent and then allowed some big plays uh, to be a part of it. And, and some of it was us, and I say that every week. And, and I think the more that we understand the players and the more the players understand the defense, I, I think helps. But at times we, we, we made some errors, and, and give USC credit. We, we said going into the game they were an explosive offense, and they've shown that. They have some big play capabilities. They made some plays on us, but but I thought for the most part uh, the defense did a nice job, especially in the first in the first quarter. That set the tone to go mm-hmm. on the road to play USC in their place and get points early, and then kind of play good defense and until about the last well, a couple minutes of the of the half. Right. Right. Uh, That, to me, gave our defense a lot of
1: confidence. It was almost like the defense bookended the game at the beginning. Up until about the the late stages of the first half, I think your defense had only allowed 44 yards and no points because the only touchdown they got was on that early punt return by Tyler Vaughns. Then you had that stretch where they scored on three straight possessions in the late second, early third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, your defense came up with some big plays, including that fourth down stop that you mentioned. You
2: you mentioned that, and and, uh, you have to give the defensive staff a lot of credit, and the players as well, because then the adjustments take place on the sideline. And football is about adjustments. You have a game plan that you go in with offense, defense, and eventually when the game's being played, you have to be able to adjust. And and our coaches did a nice job, and our players understood exactly what needed to be done and and went out and um, took care of business.
1: Coach, you got some big boys at linebacker that are going to be really good, and they're pretty doggone good as it is. Uh, I just marvel that you're starting three true freshmen, Merlin Robertson, Darian Butler, Tyler Johnson. Those fellas on Saturday, true freshmen all, teamed up for 18 tackles, one uh, two tackles for loss, a quarterback sack, and Darian Butler's fumble recovery that led to a touchdown.
2: Yeah, they've been magnificent. Uh, more than we could ever imagine when we recruited those guys, young guys. And, and, and knowing that when, when I recruited them, I told them this. I said, look, uh, the best players play. It's competition. We're going to create competition in every position as long as I'm the head coach. And if you deem that job and, and, and you've earned it, it's not going to be given to you. You're going to play. And lo and behold, they, they've done it. They started <laughs> opening day and they have never left the lineup.
1: Excellent players all, and boy, they are going to get better and better as their careers progress. Coach and I will break down the Utah game a little bit later on in the show, but this reminder for the world's most refreshing beer, 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Just getting started on tonight's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards. First-year Sun Devil defensive line coach Sean Nua is here and will join us a bit later. But up next, three of Coach Nua's biggins in the defensive line will drop by for a visit. You'll hear from Jalen Bates, George Lee, and Shannon Foreman in a moment. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Now this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos.
0: Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard. Presented by Coors Light. On game day, leave the driving to lift,
1: proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four rides. Say, fans, a quick reminder, the 2018 Sun Devil Football Awards Banquet is coming up on Sunday, December 2nd at the JW Marriott Camelback Inn. Join Coach Edwards, his staff and players, and be a part of this great annual event that will celebrate the 2018 football season and honor the Sun Devil seniors as well. Tickets are $200 a person or you can purchase a table of 10 or 410 starting at $1,500. To register, log on to the www.sundevilclub.com slash football banquet got it all right we'll see you there on uh, sunday december 2nd at the sun devil football awards banquet welcome back to all aboard with herm edwards presented by coors light i'm tim healy the radio voice of the sun devils and your host for tonight's show it's time to welcome in our player guest this evening three of them three of the big bosses in the sun devils defensive line and how about this for an arizona state radio show all three of our guests tonight Hail from the great state of Louisiana. How about that? Our first guest has five tackles for loss, including one at USC last Saturday. He's in his first season as a starter at defensive end. He comes from Kaplan, Louisiana, and I hauled out my Atlas book today and found out that Kaplan's about 160 (laughs) miles west of New Orleans. Say hello to junior Jalen Bates. Jalen, how are you, buddy? Good. Did I did I get it right or you're closer to Lafayette right or where I'm is? I'm closer
3: Kaplan? to Lafayette. I'm about 30 minutes Is, from is that
1: is that Cajun country? Or yes sir. Big time Cajun country. Yes sir. There you go. Kaplan yes, Louisiana. Don't forget it. Our next guest is from the Big Easy, New Orleans. He's played both nose tackle and end in the Devils downline this season. He too is a junior. Say hi to George Lee. George, how are you, bud? I'm great. Great to have you on the show tonight, Thanks Thanks for having friend. Me today, Appreciate man. it. Last but not least a product of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> he got this season off to a rip-snortin' start opening night against UTSA when he had a defensive lineman's dream, a 25-yard Pick six against the Roadrunners. Say hello to sophomore defensive end Shannon Foreman. Yes. Shannon, you you have doing? you caught your breath from that run? Or Yes, sir. Okay, good. That's good to know. All right, I want to start with the same question for each of you. We'll go down the line. Jalen, first, uh, I want to get the idea of why or how three fellas from Louisiana end up in the desert playing for Arizona State. What drew you here to be a Sun Devil?
3: Um, well, uh, Coach Graham and his staff, I mean, he's a defensive-minded coach, so I wanted to play for a coach like that. And they were a real attacking defense when uh, I was kind of being recruited by them. And they was uh, a pretty hot team in the country. It was ranked number six by the time I committed there. So um, Coach Graham and the staff did a good job recruiting in Louisiana. And I just, they sold me, so.
1: And how rewarding is it for you now to be getting your shot as a starter this year?
3: It's really rewarding, man. It's been a long time coming, man. It's been four years, so.
1: And tough times because I remember you got hurt a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. wasn't it, at Washington,
3: 2016.
1: Yes, I, talk about what that was like, bouncing back um, from that.
3: Yeah, it was real challenging. I mean, just uh, just going through all the uh, the rehab and stuff and having to wake up at 5 a.m. to do rehab on my knee, and it really hurt. I mean, but uh, Kyger, he did a great job uh, rehabbing me, and uh, he used to work for the Timberwolves and stuff in the NBA, so he's a really good um, trainer, and he just got me back um, to 100%. And um and I just I want to thank God for that because I mean uh, this man I just got closer with God I mean I got I'm closer with my teammates and so stuff like that and and just being hurt I wouldn't be able to take it back. Yeah, yeah it's just been good for me.
1: Well, it's great to have you healthy and back in the lineup, and that's something I don't think fans get to see is all the rehab that an injured athlete uh, has to go through right. when he's when he's uh, going through that. You probably don't feel like you're part of the team at some. Yeah, point. Yeah, it's
3: pretty tough. I mean, I felt like I was in. Um, like, like, not really a part of the team anymore, I man. I feel like I was invisible, man. I just, like, I wanted to, to transfer. I wanted to do a bunch of stuff, but I mean, I just prevailed from all that. Um, so it's a real rewarding
1: thing. You're learning, yeah, that's very rewarding, learning to overcome obstacles big time. How about you, Shannon? What drew you from Baton Rouge to Tempe to be a Sun Devil? Um, getting
4: recruited by John Simon was the biggest part of it, of it all. Coming from uh, Louisiana, he, um, he told me a lot of stuff about this one of us college and everything and um i just fell in love when i came down here on my official visit mm-hmm. yes yeah, and then i just f- I fell in love with the skiing and then you know having coach arm come come in and change everything kind of made me really love it more
1: right. george lee's pointing to himself explain this george what's <laughs> what's up with that so on
5: his official visit i was his host
1: okay and i showed him a good time and i showed them everything
5: in arizona mm-hmm. and what we have to offer to him
1: And what drew you, George Lee, from New Orleans to Tempe?
5: So I had um, a couple of players that I played with in high school that was already here, and they just showed me that Tempe is a place to be. The football is great, people around, and that's about it.
1: Yep. And we're glad you're here, all three of you guys. uh, And you're playing. A new defense this year, a 3-3-5 scheme. Jalen, let's start with you. What was your reaction when you found out that this uh, Coach Gonzalez was coming in and bringing in this uh, new 3-3-5 uh, defensive setup?
3: I was really excited because I um, heard that it was a more attacking defense. It was uh, made for players like me that like to attack and use their speed. So um, I was pretty excited when I heard that he, that he would bring his defense to Tempe.
1: How about you, Shannon? What were your uh, thoughts, and what are some of the uh, major challenges and responsibilities for you as a D lineman to uh, play in the 3-3-5?
4: Uh, it's more attacking more in this defense. We uh, we focus on a lot of our steps and everything, and we did a great job coming in this um this camp time, and we focus on a lot of stuff. And Coach Newell he helped us with our feet working and our hand placement a lot, mm-hmm. so it really helped out and for
1: all three of us and everything. Shannon, how, how, to what degree do you think the defense has gotten acclimated to the 3-3-5? Is there still a ways to go, or do you still you guys feel pretty comfortable playing that scheme um, now?
4: We have a lot of more improvement into the defense. True. Uh, we, we're not settling for this right now. Mm-hmm. We want to be more great at this uh, scheme and just focus on
1: last stuff. George, you started at Nose, and you've been playing some at defensive end. Uh, talk about the differences and the responsibilities there in those two spots for you.
5: So I came here to play Nose or nose slash three tech and it's kinda hard trying to transition from nose to end, but at the end of the day, I look at it whatever helps the team win true and whatever helps us look better, I do
3: it.
1: There you go. Jalen, what will make the three three five so difficult for opposing offenses in the years to come?
3: Um, because you don't know who to block. I mean they can't really double team if you don't know where we're going. I mean, we don't know where we're going to be, and you can't just fire off on us. So I feel like that will be a real good advantage for us. And um, it's a multiple front. I feel like, uh, like sometimes, we're three, four, sometimes we're in a 3-4, sometimes we're in a 4-3, sometimes we're in a 3-3 stack. Um, it's, uh, sometimes we're all standing up. So, I mean, it's a real complex defense, and I feel like, that, that would be a big advantage for us.
1: Shannon, what a way for you to start the season, my friend. Uh, take us through that pick six. That was uh, pretty cool to see on opening night. Uh, it was magical to me, you know, just <laughs> dropping back in coverage, <laughs> playing linebacker. It was, it felt great. A defensive lineman dropping back in coverage. How cool is that? Uh, take That's us through Chris. that play.
4: Right. So I just went through my steps. I tacked the tackle, and then I read it was passed,
1: and I just dropped back, and luckily it came to my hands. Uh-huh. Did you ever have a pick six before? No, sir. Ever score a touchdown before? Yes, sir. Oh, you did. Okay. I'm jealous. <laughs> How about you, George? You ever score a touchdown? No, sir. Not yet. <laughs> Never yet. Not yet, right? Not yet. They're still Tell me. Give me your take on the defense's play against USC last week. What a great win that was for your team.
5: It was a great win. We started off very mm, scared or we played a little slow, mm-hmm. but yeah
3: what would you say, Anthony? Speak up. I don't know why I'm scared. Don't I mean, mm-hmm. Speak up. Yeah. Don't be, speak up, eh? I mean, we just, I mean, I just When did like, I lose uh, control of the show here? Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, true, true. Anyway. Yeah. So, so, sorry, sorry.
1: No, That's sorry. really scared. You're doing fine, George. By the way, George is, is taping this entire uh, show, right? Or are you on Facebook now? Yeah, all three of us. Hopefully. Oh, is that? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, And I'm just getting times on my my cell phone. But uh, how cool was that playing at the L.A. Coliseum last week, playing USC, getting that win on the road against USC?
5: It was great because my first time we went, we didn't get the job done. And this time it was way better. Like coaches helped us out even more. The scheme, all that stuff was just way better.
1: Jalen, how about you? Uh, your thoughts on playing in the Coliseum, and uh, and what was the key defensively last week? That fourth down stop was huge in that uh, fourth quarter there, wasn't
3: it? Um, that's really what, uh, what kind of defined our defense as a whole for that game. I mean, I just felt like that. we played with toughness throughout uh, most of the game um, despite a, a couple errors that uh, resulted in touchdowns. Uh, we played pretty tough um, like we did against Stanford, and um, just – Playing playing in the Coliseum is a dream come true because my my mom is from uh, Southern California. Oh, wow. So uh, my uncles and stuff, they were USC fans. So I grew up watching the Rose Bowl and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going into the Coliseum and stuff like that. And um, playing and actually getting a W, it's just a dream come true.
1: Yeah, it's like I put out on Twitter on Saturday. The building was built in 1923. Right. It's old. It's getting a, a facelift. But you know what? There's something pretty special when you walk into the L.A. Coliseum. It's not only been sure. USC football, but Olympics have been held there. Right. It's a pretty pretty special place shannon chime in with your thoughts on uh, Nikhil's catch I, i've asked a lot of the offensive guys this week i want to get your guys take on that catch man
4: uh it was a jaw-dropping uh, moment you know we we see it from him a lot of practice but to see him in the game doing it it was
1: it was crazy i know kyle williams almost treats it like oh no big deal he sees that all the time from Nikhil. how about you george what did you think when you saw that play it was amazing
5: my jaw just went like "Oh, no <laughs> And, and
1: he's got his mouth wide open right now, ladies and gentlemen. So, Pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Tough assignment this week. Uh, Utah's on a roll right now, Jalen. They've won four in a row. They're a physical team. They have a great running back in Zach Moss. Their quarterback, Tyler Hundley, a good dual threat guy. Shame, share with me some of your thoughts on playing Utah.
3: Um, well, uh, they've always been a tough team, so I always knew Utah to be that way. So I'm not really surprised that they're a good team this year. I mean, they're good every year. Um, I feel like we just got to approach it with the same mindset that we've been approaching at USC. We approached Stanford, and we just got to play with a hard nose and know that they're um, um, they're going to try to challenge us physically, so we just got to um, go at them aggressively and um, make them pass the ball because um, I don't think that's their strength. So.
1: Shannon, uh, Jalen just made a good point in that uh, you guys have competed in every game you've played this year. What's going to be the key to stopping or slowing down that Utah offense on Saturday?
4: Uh, just taking them and punch them in the mouth and everything and you know they're they're known for their running attack they they have a nice running back they have a good quarterback that's mobile you know just stopping the run and forcing them to pass a lot is going to be a key
1: in the game right. how about you george what's your take on this game and what are the keys uh, to get it done against the utes on homecoming day
5: same thing shannon and base picked up i mean same thing shannon base said stop the run and make them pass the ball and we get our fast guys on the field so we can stop it
1: You have a first-year coach this year. We're going to hear from next segment, Coach Nua, Jalen Bates. What have you picked up from uh, a gentleman who has a Super Bowl ring as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers in uh, 2005?
3: What haven't I picked up from Coach Nua? I mean, Coach Nua is a great guy. Um, I see him as like a father figure, a brother and uncle. I mean, he's just a great guy, great coach. I mean, he's smarter than I thought he was till fall camp came. And he, you know, on the scout team, he's really coaching up the quarterbacks on how to throw and how to uh, go through their uh, their progression. So it's just crazy seeing him work and stuff like that. And he never comes with, and like, he, he never really has a bad day because coaching in college I mean, you could be I'm coming to work the next day tired and not want to do anything, not wanting to uh, bring the energy and he brings it every day. Mm-hmm. So it's really surprising to me because like, like we're in about 200 days and straight and he just goes hard every day so um so i appreciate that from him so yeah
1: so he's smarter than you thought huh way smarter than
3: okay. i thought he's one of the smartest coach i've ever been around so yeah
1: Alrighty, how about you shannon what have you picked up from coach oh a lot a lot
4: you know from your steps to your hand placement, and also he he teaches about life too as well yes know? and to see him to see him prog- progress every day mm-hmm. you know Ride his bike to practice every day, right. you know, and just ball out. If that means coaching and getting on us, it's a, it's a blessing for him to be on our um, team.
1: Georgia must. Uh, his words must resonate when he uh, has that Super Bowl ring in his possession, doesn't he? Yes, sir, it does. And you want to get one of, yourself, one of your own someday, don't you? Maybe two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe two. Why stop at one, right? Not with the Falcons. Hey, these. Uh, this whoa, is. Whoa. This, Whoa. not with a falcon wait a minute Are oh, gonna don't start another about another my fight?
5: falcons no start about the falcons
1: no wait 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 a minute you're a new orleans guy and you're a falcons fan that's crazy right what's your problem what's, uh, what's up? <laughs> i don't have <laughs> it's a problem treason, man. It's wow <laughs> so, it, interesting uh, stuff here we we ought we ought to do like uh you know like a soap opera a reality show with these guys here really, what do you think uh, I and mean, this really could yeah you really, yeah, really good I promise. who would be the star jalen shannon
3: because he crazy <laughs> shannon crazy shannon out of all
5: people be shannon. the star
3: Nah, it's
1: gonna be Jalen, because Jalen always like to argue with everybody thanks no, so. yeah. well fellas you straighten it out on yourselves come back and uh, come back and visit us again soon and we'll figure Absolutely. this out but we've been great guests tonight thanks for coming on and joining thanks, us thanks Jalen you bates for us. shannon foreman george lee the sun devils three amigos in the d-line <laughs> for the world's most refreshing beer 21 means 21 Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Up next, you'll meet Sun Devil defensive line coach Sean Newa, who will get one minute for rebuttal against Jalen Bates. You're listening to All Aboard with Herb Edwards, presented by Coors Light, live from the Lodge in Tempe. Now this time out on the Sun Devil Radio
0: Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Third quarter. You know, a
1: college football team needs a quality night's rest the evening before a big game, and that's exactly what the Sun Devils get at the Hilton Scottsdale, where the team stays before all home games once again in 2018. And the fellows will be bunking there tomorrow night prior to their big Saturday 1 o'clock kickoff on homecoming against utah welcome back to the show uh, the all aboard show with herm edwards coming your way from the lodge sasquatch kitchen on first and farmer in tempe i'm tim healy the radio voice of sun devil football glad you're with us tonight also with us in this segment of the show this is the segment where we visit with one of the members of coach edward's staff at arizona state and our guest tonight is in his first year in tempe mentoring the sun devil defensive line three of whom you just met moments ago He coached the last six years at the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland a one-time defensive end at BYU in the early 2000s. This fella played four years in the NFL and was a member of the Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers in his rookie season of 2005. Please welcome to the show, Coach Sean Nua. Sean, great to have you here.
6: Thanks for having me. Great Thanks to see you, too. bud. Uh,
1: now, you were part of a terrific program at Navy the last six years, working for a, a very good coach and Ken Niamatololo. What led you to come out and join Coach Edwards' staff here at Arizona State?
6: Well, Coach Edwards. (laughs) Coach Edwards and Coach Gonzalez. Pretty simple answer, huh? Very simple answer. Coach uh, Edwards and Coach Gonzalez. You can't ask for a better. I've been very, very fortunate throughout my career to have great mentors. And when this opportunity knocked... I was like, man, I just kept thanking Heavenly Father for those, these opportunities.
1: Yep, Yes, indeed. And you actually played junior college ball in the state of Arizona, yeah, didn't eastern you? eastern Arizona, like three three hours east of here. There you yeah. go. Where's yeah. it? Thatcher, right? Thatcher, Arizona. Thatcher-Safford area. There you go. Yeah. Now, you came to a program that was, we talked to the players. Let's talk to you about implementing a 3-3-5 scheme. I'm not sure how that jive or coincided with what you played at Navy. Mm-hmm. Talk about that and the adjustments for you as a coach in that regard.
6: It, it's actually the scheme I played in in college at BYU. Bronco Menon Hall and uh, Coach Gonzalez okay. worked under um, uh, Coach Rocky Long in New Mexico. So it was, it, you no, know, it's been a while. I mm-hmm. forgot a little bit, but um, when you look at the playbook and all that stuff, it came back. So um, still easy transition.
1: What do you like about that defense as a coach, and how is it uh, going to cause problems for opposing offenses in the years to come?
6: Deception,
1: attack constant
6: attack you know and and uh, the deception of coverage and the fronts that we bring up front is it's i love it you know and and once you get a grasp of it we're still in the in the you know you know building phase of it but mm-hmm. that's what i love about it it always attacks and it you, you never see the same thing
1: what would you say is the percentage of the acclim- acclimation process are, th- are these guys what 60 70 percent into it uh, i mean i know coach gonzalez has said he felt this group picked it up as quickly as any he's ever seen
6: yeah, I always look at at the wins. Does, is it producing the wins that we want already? You know, there's no excuses of oh we need time. To. So maybe 50 percent. You know, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, um, but we're we're excited of where it's heading. You know, we're, we're excited about the progress that we're making so far. So,
1: let's talk about your defensive line group. How would you assess the overall unit through the first eight games?
6: First of all, great young men. Men first and foremost, are great young men. They're very very respectful. Um, they're doing a great job of, of adapting in a very, very difficult scheme because it's new, and, it's, you know, and, and they're doing a good job of, of being patient with me of, of, of all the ins and out of the defense. So they're doing a really, really good job with it.
1: What are the prime responsibilities in this scheme for your guys, the D linemen? Pressure.
6: You gotta cause pressure, get to the backfield, run and pass game. We gotta get pressure
1: to the quarterback and the running game. Not just the quarterback. You not wanna the you wanna pressure the, the yes. entire pocket including the running game. Collapse that thing and be disruptive as possible. And that allows the other guys to uh the Jalen Harveys and the linebackers like you have to get in and make some tackles. Yeah,
6: allows them to, but that's not an excuse for us to not make plays too as well. Attack and go get, make the plays ourselves, you know.
1: Now let's talk about some of your players, starting with the three fellas we just visited with, Jalen Bates, uh, finally getting a chance to start this year and doing a nice job for you. Doing a
6: great job. Probably the most competitive guy I have in that room. Um, He's doing a good job. He's always hard on himself. I know he thinks I'm not smart in the in the beginning of
1: the season. Here, here's your one minute Sean. Go after that's, him. That's baby.
6: my that's my job is to make sure that I convince him that I know what I'm talking about a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I listen to them. <laughs> I listen to them. Sometimes I ask them questions, but Jalen's doing a great job and they're all learning how to fight right now. Yep.
1: How about Shannon?
6: Shannon Foreman. <sighs> Shannon. Shannon could be uh, could do your job right now. And he could also be an actor. You know, Shannon. You know, he could. His hair would hurt, and he'll make it look like it's the end of the world. You know. But <laughs> what but Shannon what is is, oh. is a very, very versatile player for me. As you guys know, he started off at defensive end. Now he's mm-hmm. going to nose, and um, he's 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 done everything I've asked for
1: him to do, and he's doing a great job. George Lee has kind of done the opposite. He started yeah, you know, at nose. He's gone out to the edge. Huh? Yeah.
6: Do you know why I decided to de- to tell that? Shannon weighs more than George than George. Simple if he would have weighed huh? less than George, you know, George would stay inside, but he, yeah. he, he just couldn't put the fork away, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just one extra Lodge burger, George. That's all it would take, my friend.
6: <laughs> or one less for Shannon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: How about Renell Wren, your starter at nose tackle, a senior as physically – ripped and gifted a player as I've seen in a long time here. My
6: job is to push Ren to to do more. Always do more. He's he's a guy that has the capability and the, you know, he has the ability to to do more. So right now, I can't let him be happy with with whatever he's accomplished. He has got a lot more in the tank and my job is to to squeeze as much as I can out of him. But he's doing a good job.
1: Mhm. Another young man that's starting to get more playing time. One of your true freshmen, Jermaine Lole, out of uh, Long Beach Poly. Tell us about him and his progress.
6: Clear eyes. That that kid, he has clear eyes. He's, he's excited about game day. He um, still learning how to work at practice and stuff like that. But when when the game lights come on, he's he's ready to go. He has no fear in his heart. You know, so I'm I'm very excited about Jermaine.
1: Difficult uh, injury last Saturday to lose a redshirt freshman a nose guard D J Davidson with that ankle. Uh, he, he he looked like he was starting to come on and get more time for you. Probably the most improved guy we have
6: on the defensive line from spring ball to now. He's mm-hmm. done a great job of of pushing himself to beyond what he thought he could do. And and he's he it's a very it was very very sad. It was his first play. You know it was a, it was a very. Um, A big hit that that caused his leg to to do what it did but um, we're going to miss him very much but he just had surgery today so very successful he's ready he's ready to hit the recovery road and we'll
1: be back we're excited for him to come back Is he going to be back for spring do you think? We're
6: hoping for. We don't
1: know yet. Yeah. We've
6: got to wait for the doctor's report.
1: You have a couple of other players, guys like Doug Soupresent, former Ohio State Buckeye Darius Slade, who've mm-hmm. also gotten some time for you this yeah, year. Yeah,
6: those guys are. You know, they're doing a good job of trying to pick up the scheme and try and get in there and contribute. You know, we need them to contribute more, and and that's going to be the name of the game for the rest of the season.
1: We were going to actually have a fourth defensive lineman join us tonight, and it's a great story. A Jordan Hoyt, a yeah. walk-on and uh, let's talk about that day in august and the the video went viral on youtube when he was addressing a team meeting simply to arrange bible study sessions and as he's talking to the team they're flashing a message in the projector behind him that he has just been awarded a scholarship to arizona state
6: yeah he had no clue and it, it no one's more deserving or he's and he's earned it you know and he's 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 a big help in our room, and he's still a, a, a good contributor right now. But um, that day, he was so excited; he didn't even know it was going to happen. And Coach Edwards did a great job of making sure that it was special for him. He was supposed to be here, but he had class. Yeah. So mm-hmm. So, so um, very, very happy to have Jordan with us.
1: Boy, he's he's just been a great story. He played; a, he was a scholarship player at FCS UC Davis, and then mm-hmm. had, from Chandler. So he elected to come home and play at Arizona State, and now a scholarship defensive lineman. At Arizona State. Some thoughts from you, Sean. Uh, you're going to face your your former arch rival when you were at BYU, the Utes yeah. of Utah, this coming uh, Saturday. What? Yeah. <laughs> what What are going to be some of the keys for your guys against a uh, formidable Utah offense that has a terrific running back in Zach Moss and a dual threat quarterback in Tyler Huntley?
6: It's exactly what the players said. We've got to stop the run. That's a, a very very electrifying running back and and the, the running game they got up there. Good scheme, good O line. And then the quarterback also, as well, could carry the ball. So we gotta stop the run. We gotta, you gotta, get in their backfield and, and disrupt for the, to stop the run.
1: Before we finish with you, I gotta talk to you for a bit about your previous experience. Uh, an hour from where I grew up at the United States Naval Academy yeah. in Annapolis, Maryland. And how special was that experience? How special were the young men you got to coach in that experience?
6: It was so special for me. I was so honored to have that opportunity to coach those young men. at – Will go and lead our country, you know, in in, in in the military world. But I was very, I'm very very blessed. That was a great opportunity for me. I learned a lot about leadership and um and just coaching those young men. The Army Navy game, the Air Force game. Yeah, it, it's wow. a as you know, it's a bloodbath, and and it was it's a great honor for me.
1: I'll tell you, one of my all-time ASU goosebump moments as a radio broadcaster was at the. Craft Fight Hunger Bowl when ASU played Navy in 2012.
6: Well, you bring that well
1: up, I'm too. not going to mention the score, <laughs> but I am going to say that at the end of the game, the sight of the Arizona State players following the navy players yep. in front of the navy band and standing with them as they play that very moving alma mater the yep. navy blue and gold i mean if that doesn't give you goosebumps nothing will that's awesome the respect and that, that happens everywhere where navy goes everywhere, pretty much everywhere to go yeah
6: it, it's it's a very special event and every game home away and it just shows how much how great this country is and how blessed we are to be in this country and people still do recognize and honor the 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 service that our young men and women are
1: doing for our country. Absolutely. Great stuff, Sean. Great to have you at ASU and continued success to you in the D-line this season. Thanks Thank for joining us. Thank you very us. much. Thank you very much for having me. Sun Devil defensive line coach Sean Newar our guest on this segment. For the world's most refreshing beer, 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Coach Edwards will rejoin me to preview Saturday's homecoming game with Utah after these messages. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light from the Lodge in Tempe
0: here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards.
1: Visit the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe every Thursday night during the ASU football season. for All Aboard with Coach Herm and stay afterward for great food and a nice cold beverage. Dog on it that's what i plan to do this evening as we welcome you back to all aboard presented by coors light for the world's most refreshing beer 21 means 21 celebrate responsibly with coors light coors brewing company golden colorado coach in our final few minutes one thing i wanted to talk to you about real quickly we haven't talked much this year about this new rule where players can play up to four games Before you decide whether or not to redshirt, and as an example of that, on Saturday we saw your very talented true freshman receiver Jordan Porter get a snap or two, and I know Coach Gonzalez said at uh, his news conference yesterday that true freshman defensive lineman Michael Matus was getting some time in the D line. Uh, Talk about that rule.
2: I I think it is a great rule. A lot of the coaches thought it was it only applied to freshmen. So the under unintended consequences have kind of struck as well <laughs> because what has happened to some coaches is that guys that are juniors and even some seniors that uh maybe are, are not playing as well as they'd like uh, they walk in your office and say coach uh, after four games i'd like the red shirt." so there's a little bit of a hiccup mm-hmm. in the rule yeah uh, i think yeah. it's a great rule in the fact that you can bring some guys on especially due due to injury um
1: Get a look at them. Yeah,
2: and you can play them four games and they don't lose anything. It's a great way to develop players, uh, but the unintended consequences have reared its head, so I think they might have to adjust the
1: rule, but I think it's a marvelous rule. Yeah, that's something to build on, certainly, for sure. Uh, Some of your main concerns about Utah. We we talked about their offense, but, boy, defensively, they're ranked in the top ten in the country in run defense, total defense, and their red zone percentage usually – uh, your opponent will score against your defense in the red zone, usually in the mid to high 80% of the time. Theirs is 55%. That's the best in the country.
2: They, they do a really nice job. Um, they play a little bit of an, an umbrella coverage. Uh, they drop seven into the zones back there and very difficult to – to throw the ball, um, and they do a nice job uh, with their run front. Uh, you know, they're a big, powerful defense, a lot of experience, um, and you're right, they're one of the better defense. This is a game where uh, I talk to the team about uh, being patient because this is one of those games where you might go a series or two far as possessions, and it might be three and out and you have to punt, mm-hmm. and that's okay, just punt the ball. It's never, uh, when you kick the ball on offense, it's always a good thing. Yeah, either you score, (laughs) right, or you punt
1: it. That's right. Just don't turn it over. Exactly. And and
2: and so it's it could be one of those games, uh, and and we got to play really good defense because we don't want to get into the game where we feel like we got to drop back and pass against these guys because they got a pretty lively secondary and they can rush
1: you as well. I feel like you're talking a lot about the Michigan State game. I'm thinking of that game, not only the style of opponent, but the kind of game it evolved to be. And I think, do you think it'll help your team, having gone through that game against that type of an opponent?
2: If we could get it to be that type of game, it'd be great. Uh, I, I, drew, I truly believe that um, in the fact that that means we're playing really good defense. And, and we've slowed that run game down. You know, their, their quarterback is, is very nifty. He, he is a good runner with the ball talked about the running back but the quarterback makes yeah. a lot of plays with his legs as well they run the option and things of that nature so the, the counter the power they do some things that that you have to be really tuned in on your gap responsibility this is one of those games when you play a team like this that has uh, uh, so many ways to run the ball you have to have clean eyes you have to have clean eyes as linebackers and defensive linemen because the gap responsibility is critical if you miss a gap all of a sudden it, it's a big run
1: and when you have a team that has a really good running back and a quarterback with dual threat capabilities that seems to me to be uh, quite quite a load oh, to deal with doesn't it and, and
2: you know in pro football you
1: never have to worry about that because <laughs> a quarterback too much money college football <laughs> they all run <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's a bad thing pretty much so well our coverage of Saturday's ASU Utah game will start bright and early Sun Devil Tailgate show hosted by Jeff Munn and Jordan Simone at 11 a.m. money and I will take you through the countdown to kickoff show at 12 noon. And then Jeff Van Rapphorst and Jordan Simone will join me for the play-by-play call starting at 1.10 on Saturday. We want to thank our great hosts at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Thanks to engineer producer Sean Crespin for his great work, to our studio coordinator Cody Fincher, and to Sun Devil Associate Athletic Director for football Tim Cassidy for his help as well. Herm, good luck Saturday. It's going to be a great one. Thank you. It'll be a lot of fun. And we'll see you all there Saturday. Till next time, for Coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for listening to All Aboard. So long,
0: everybody. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. The Board is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State Football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by MidFirst Bank.